that that's a beer opening up, folks. Yeah, that's the questionable sound of a non-beer can opening because we're in fight camp. We being me, and so it's rubbed off on Crew Rock. This is Jennifer, the technician, Kazora. How is everyone? Great, fantastic. Can't hear if you're bad. Hope you're not. Um, say hi. Hey, how y'all doing? Yeah. So I'm going to jump right into what I have to say because time is precious and who knows if there's going to be another technical difficulty where we have to delete and restart this podcast. <laughs> All of my great material and friendliness was wasted on the first attempt. Um, so um, we've got three new guys at the Well, not three new guys, but we've got three people that have decided that they want to fight at the gym. And um, since I've been taking on a bit of an instructor role um, outside of my training, as I'm able to get that done earlier in the day now, because of my new job um I've been able to kind of take a step back and view like the development of fighters like I've been able to to watch crew rock take someone for example with six amateur boxing matches under his belt and he wants to switch to tie six and oh actually undefeated in boxing yep um big kid young kid full of energy and such um ready to to try muay thai um so we've been we've been putting him through it since he's no stranger to competition and um he's definitely an athlete um so i've been kind of watching crew rocks mastery at work and trying to emulate it the best that i can and support him and balance him as the two main instructors at the moment shout out to bulldog Wherever you are. Shout out. (laughs) Wow. Aren't you so nice today? So anyways, um, so one thing that I wanted to talk about is humility in the gym and a fighter's path. Before we get into that. Okay. He says, run the show, Jen. Okay. I'll fill in, Jen. But before we get into that, you need to let them know what, what, you're in fight camp, right? Did you mention that already? Yeah. Okay, so... Why are you in fight camp? Because I'm fighting September 11th in Morristown, Tennessee. And because it makes me happy. And you may have another possible fight where? Waterloo, Indiana. Thank you, Mr. Fox. October October 17th, if we're lucky. Yeah, if we're lucky. If we're lucky. COVID be willing. Um, But it's been nice. That fight already has, you know a date and rules and um uh yeah i realized i didn't want to say what i was going to say but it seems like it's going to be a good show and i'm excited i'm excited about the upcoming one in tennessee too so we got to keep our fingers crossed because we want to get the technician as many fights as possible yeah in the next eight months or so so you know fight every month fight if we can every month whoever it is it's all amateur and so that's our goal so, because it's so difficult to get uh, women fight, especially in this region that we're in. Uh, California, I don't think it'd be a problem. Of course, overseas, it's, it, it wouldn't be a problem. There's chicks everywhere, but there's literally n- not that I know of traditional Thai or even like atypical Thai. There's not Muay Thai women that want to compete in the state of Kentucky. Um, And if there are, they're fighting somewhere that I don't know about because we try to fight within driving range if we can. Um, I mean, last year we flew down to Key West and um, up to Rhode Island. So we've gone some places, but it would be nice to drive there. 
in yes. less than a day for a change. So if anybody's in Kentucky, any amateur chicks that don't weigh 100 pounds and don't weigh 160 pounds, well, here I am. Yeah, um, yep. She's got to get working. Yeah, training for a reason. So I'm ready. Um, I've been ready. I never took a break during quarantine. Um, I've only gotten better and stronger and faster and meaner. Yeah, yes, you have. Prettier, too. Yeah. We won't even go there. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to add about current events? <coughs> Excuse me. No, I do not have the COVID. <coughs> have a scratchy throat. No, I think that's that sums it up. Uh, uh, we're just looking for fights and actually what are we doing now what are we oh yeah i forgot that was on take one yeah um so we're actually at the gym on a saturday um which is not common um but we have a zoom webinar with grandmaster chai ajahn chai um is the president and co-founder of the world thai boxing association of which we are affiliated well actually founder what did i say co-founder oh i meant founder my apologies, Adron Chai. Um, so we were able to travel with the World Thai Boxing Association to Thailand earlier this year. I know that we've talked about that. I'm not going to lie, I drop it into all the conversations that I can because it's just so cool. Um, and it was my first trip out of the country, so I'm allowed to be pretty excited. Um, so with that organization, they have a lot of resources, especially um, online. They post a lot of educational videos um, and information on the website to their members. Um, I've been a, a dues-paying member for about a year now. I figured when I started fighting, it was time. Um, <laughs> and before I started fighting, I honestly wasn't sure what my purpose was in Muay Thai, but I'm glad that I found it. So um, the WTBA brings some opportunities. Were you going to say something? Yeah, the membership uh, is, what, $10 for you? Yeah, 10 bucks a month. Yeah. Auto-recurring, totally worth it for the fact that they made Thailand an excellent trip. Um, if anybody in the WTBA is listening that may have gone this year to the Thailand Training Tour 2020, it was awesome. Um, we are glad to be there, and I highly doubt it's going to happen next year because of COVID, but the year after, I want to be there. I want to go back for sure. Um, but, yeah, so we've got that um, seminar with Grandmaster Chai coming up That's soon. Seven. Yeah, so Eastern maybe a time. bit of a shorter podcast. <laughs> want to get some bag work in and stuff before we start i'm gonna hit the weights he's in thailand right now so it's sunday morning there so he'll be bright and bubbly and we'll be powering through i think (laughs) so what were you gonna say before Uh, i uh, interrupted you it made me self-promote yes forgot um so we've recently like i mentioned got a few guys that want to fight and they're all at different levels in their uh, Muay Thai game. Um, some of them have competed in athletics before, as I mentioned, boxing um, or powerlifting. Um, some have found Muay Thai later in life um, and decided it was something that they wanted to do to practice and then ultimately fight. Um, and I wanted to just talk, I guess, a little bit about fighter paths um, and how different it can be for everyone. Um, especially as an instructor, I'm a natural pusher, I guess, because I, I think was always capable. Like I always had it in me to be able to fight 
I just didn't realize it for a while. I just wanted to come to the gym and train and learn a new thing and honestly just feel cool because I do. And then it turned into something that I really loved and a passion of mine um, and more of an art form to study and not just something that's brutal and good for self-defense. So it's kind of a journey for everyone to get to fighting and from fighting. Uh, And it's, it's interesting to be able to step back and watch people's development as athletes, um, as crew rocks, assistant coach, I kind of have to, you know, we have to communicate about what we see in people, um, and work together to keep the class active and challenged while also remembering that not everyone wants to show up or pay money to get screamed at. Some people just want to be pushed a little bit because they need to burn those calories. Some people want to learn some self-defense, tone up a little bit. There's all kinds of reasons um, that people would do martial arts. So it's kind of nice to be humbled in that way where I can't just yell and blow the whistle and make people do push-ups who are irking me Um, (laughs) and things like that. It's It's been good for me as a person, I think. What do you think? Rock. Yeah, I think it, it has. Um, one thing about teaching that 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 uh, that I love is that you're you're constantly, especially when you're teaching beginners, you're constantly going over the fundamentals. So you grow, especially now that you're fighting, you're going to grow as an instructor and a fighter. Because you're constantly sharpening your, your skill set because you're constantly teaching mm-hmm. fundamentals. Fundamentals in how to punch. Fundamentals in footwork. Fundamentals in how to kick. Fundamentals in elbows. Fundamentals in, in knees. Uh, Breaking things down in different ways right. for different Fu- learning exactly. styles. Fundamentals, you're talking about fighters. Mm-hmm. Fundamentals in, in the, the psychology of fighting and, and ring generalship. And so, uh, uh, you know, as you teach, you grow. And so, you know, a lot of people don't like teaching. Uh, but, you know, if, if you have the knack for it, because not everybody can be a teacher. Just like not everybody can do Muay Thai or not everybody can... Can practice or can fight, but can you fight, can show or, up to the gym and yeah, practice. Yeah, not everybody can do a lot of things, you know. You know, I can't be a mechanic because I'm not mechanically inclined. So it is what it is. But uh, you get to uh, you get to be able to to see all levels of people, like Jen was saying, and you get to be able to specifically um, break up the class because <coughs> we have a beginners class, but a lot of the fighters come to it. <coughs> Excuse me, a lot of the fighters come to the beginning class, so you've got to break up the class within the class so you have your beginners intermediate and you have your fighters and so you know you have to be wily enough to to maneuver everybody and, and I'm so make, good at multitasking yeah multitask <laughs> and make sure that the fighters are doing what they have to do uh, and, and getting pushed the way they need to be pushed and the beginners are not getting pushed like the fighters are getting pushed uh, but they get to see it firsthand. But they get to see which it, which kind of yeah. I feel like makes them feel blessed for not being the object right. of the crit- of the criticism in a healthy way. I don't yeah. just mean criticism like we tear everyone down, but like they aren't the object of it. They're the object of building up, you know, in a yeah. different way. And then, of course, after the beginners class, we do have class for the fighters. But mm-hmm. they like I like them coming to the beginning class too if they can, because again, the beginning class is all about fundamentals. 
you know. So they they're right back on the fundamentals again, kicking and, and especially these guys that they're new anyway, even though they want to fight. So it's good for them to come to the beginning class anyways. Uh, my senior students or or Jen and and Britt don't need to come. They can teach the beginning class, but these guys should come to the beginning class again. It's fundamentals. They need that and. Um, they need to be able to do drills and they need to be able to to look like they're Muay Thai-ish. Uh, not look like they're boxing, like our boxer. He's got to look more Muay Thai-ish. He's got more to deal with. I mean, in boxing, you just got to deal with your hands. Mm-hmm. Muay Thai, it's, you know, it's called the art of eight limbs for a reason. So he's got to deal with six other elements besides his hands. So, you know, it's fun to, to watch people develop and watch how they get better and better, actually weekly. You know? Yeah. Yeah, they, they weekly. So and I think as as someone who's been through it, I trained for two and a half years before I ever fought and people develop at different places and you also have to balance like reward and sacrifice. So I have to be able to every few weeks come back to a drill that I know that everyone is gonna be successful at because they do deserve to feel like they have done something well they deserve to like feel good about themselves so going back to a drill that they've done really well but then we slacked off on because we wanted to introduce a new technique and then boom we come back and they're just as good at it that shows them too that they haven't necessarily lost that skill and that shows me that they're able to retain information and apply it and um Cruz had a great curriculum that builds um on what you've previously learned um for example last week we worked a lot on the teeps with the beginners um, and explaining the difference and using them offensive and defensively, the different kinds um, and breaking down a few scenarios. So this week, um, since they had the technique concept done, um, they worked a deep defense drill so that, you know, one person could still continue to work on the technique of throwing it, but then they could start to see how to defend against it. Because I think that both sides make the other easier to understand you'll know how to throw a teat better if you know how to catch one because you'll understand body mechanics differently and i just think it's it's so interesting that every every lesson has so many sides and every every workout and every drill has so many purposes and you don't see them all in the beginning it's like you can't throw a perfect one too until you figure out your stance but you don't know that because you think you come to tie class and you're going to get to punch stuff and i will I will be very diligent with beginners for weeks about shadow boxing and I will coach them while they shadow box and I'll give them a few minutes to feel themselves out. But it's all, everything comes from the ground up and it's about breaking down that process for them to me and showing them the importance of each step because honestly, that's how I learn. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, there's so many nuances to, to stand up and specifically Muay Thai that people just don't realize. Especially now. Yeah, I mean, you've got the footwork. Uh, I mean, it's just so many things. I was going to touch on something, and I totally lost it in my... I'm long-winded. my Sorry. brain. Um, progression, technique, teeth. That's it, progression. Bingo. Bingo. So, you know, um, I like to teach something, and then uh, once they have it, then, I mean, you know, you don't stay. There's progression. There's progression. So, uh, you know, you teach something and then, okay, off of this, let's say, um, 
give you an example. Off of this uh, cross hook, I can throw the rear kick. Okay? But the progression, I can also throw a knee. I can also throw an elbow. Uh, I can also throw another right. You know what I mean? So I like to teach progression, meaning I'll show them a drill, and then I'll, I'll teach them about the progression. And then as they advance, again, they will take stuff and they will make it their own. Again, like Bruce Lee says, adapt what is useful, reject what is useless, and add what is specifically your own, okay? So as fighters, beginners will do it all, but as fighters, they'll pick certain things that work for them, mm -hmm. and they'll hone in. And I always tell them, pick something that works for you. I can show you 10 different ways to work around the jab. You're not going to do that in a fight. I want you to pick one or two. Yeah, most likely the first thing that you do when he's says get around the jab is the thing you're going to revert back to unless it was just awkward body mechanics and completely unsuccessful but whatever you're successful at you'll go back to because right. it came naturally to some part of your body you know what i mean right and there are drills to to actually bring people to that level and those are the different drills that we have we have a uh, work around the jab drill you know where one one i think we've mentioned this before in previous podcasts where one is, is just throwing a jab properly and the other one's job is to work around it, okay, and counter off of it, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, we've added also now that, that uh, the, the person that's receiving the jab, the only thing that they can do before they counter, they can use their push kick to try to stop the jab. But other than that, you know, you have to work around that jab, okay? Um, you know, that's a progression drill. That's an important drill. They'll stay on that for months, because that's important because if you can't get around the jab it. yeah and not only for months i mean to learn it but they still do it to hone but, it yeah to hone it down but you know if you can't work around the jab you have a long night if you can't work around a, a lead push kick you're gonna have a long night mm -hmm. these are fundamentals that as a fighter you need to know and you need to be able to be successful in 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 getting around that for instance let's say you're fighting an opponent that's longer than you that's taller than you you have to work around their length because if you don't, you're going to have a long night ahead of you. So these are some of the things that we try to work on. Uh, and we have other drills. But the, the progression is, you know, as beginners, they need to learn the fundamentals. They need to stay on there for a while. Had one guy say, well, what am I going to fight? Well, you just started. You're not going to fight for a long for a period, long period of time. Because you have to learn the fundamentals. Okay. You also have to earn it. Fighting yeah. here at Team Cruise, fighting is not given out. No, you have to fighting is not just something that you think you have the balls to do. Fighting is something that you've shown that you respect the gym, you respect your coach, you respect the sport. Those three things come before going out there and representing your coach and your gym and the sport by doing whatever you want. Right, right. And so you have to be prepared. And uh, two minutes, we'll say. You have to be prepared. And uh, there are certain there are certain steps that I go through as far as getting you ready to fight. And uh, you know, before you even think about that, first of all, you got to do the drills. You have to do the uh, the contact drills. You have to do the aggressive you have pad to take work. Take a hit. Yeah, you got to learn how to hit, and that's where the sparring comes in. So there's a lot of steps. I mean, you know, there's even more than that. But uh, you know, you just have to. Be trust patient. Trust the process. Trust the process. Don't rush it. Trust the process. And because the last thing I want to do is put you out there when you're not ready. That's the last thing I want to do. The official says protect yourself at all times. First, almost, in a fight for a reason. Because you are supposed to protect yourself at all times. 
don't go out there. I mean, no one wants to send someone inexperienced out and have them get seriously injured because this isn't yeah. this isn't a joke. You don't know what somebody what kind of power someone else has just by looking at them. You don't know how well they can make their body work, you know. They could come out of nowhere and knock you out in 3 yeah. seconds. Yeah. You know, and that does that affects you. This isn't this isn't golf. This is fighting. Yeah. This is potential brain damage, broken bones braces in your 30s like this is this is all this is painful so you have to have you the gotta tools. earn it you gotta earn it and you have to be prepared you know and uh, if you're not prepared then i make that judgment me and my coaching staff so anyway i think we're going to wrap it up and the only reason being that we need to wrap it up because we gotta get ready for this webinar yeah uh, get up a with, good sweat uh, for our john chai with our john chai so uh last time i saw him he told me i looked tired yeah so I'm going to get ready by hitting the weights. Uh, the technician is going to get ready by hitting the bag. And so uh, we will see you next week. Yeah. And we'll tell you all about the webinar. Hasta luego. See you later, guys. Bye.